0: All right, welcome back everyone to our latest episode of People Talk. I'm very excited to have Wayne Kimball on the show today. He is vice president and head of workforce consulting at Act One Group, an amazing company, and we're very honored to have him on the show today. We'll share some of the learnings that he has leading one of the world's largest staffing companies and dive into all things people ops
1: uh, with Wayne today.
0: So, Wayne, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to share a little bit about what we're doing at the Act One Group, as well as I just share some of my passions and the things that excite me about people PeopleOps. So,
0: Wayne, go ahead and get us started. Uh, where are you from originally? Where's home? And uh, where do you live now?
1: So I'm originally from a small town in North Carolina called Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina in Halifax County. Um, and now I live in Los Angeles, California.
0: Nice. And uh, what was your very first job?
1: My very first job um, out of undergrad was working as a People Ops associate um, at Google Incorporated in Silicon Valley.
0: So, I love this because I think you've got one of the coolest stories. You started at Google. That's the first job. And now vice president at one of the world's largest staffing companies. So could you tell everyone a little bit about that journey? Uh, what was it like starting off at Google? And, and how did you land in the position you're in today?
1: sure um well i I think my story is the true testament of people operations and i'm not saying that because it's my story but i say that because when i was at north carolina ant i studied civil engineering Um, but while i was there um, people had a liking to saying that i was one of the most social engineers that they had ever met i ran for student body president while i was there Um, i I won And, and during. Uh, my term, one of the big things that I wanted to focus on was getting um, North Carolina A&T to migrate from IBM Lotus Notes to um, Google Apps for Education. Yeah. And we began having this dialogue on campus surely enough um google came to our campus we started talking about overhauling the um, technical infrastructure and then that essentially resulted in uh, me getting an interview with google incorporated and um after that interview i was like well gosh what could they want to hire a civil engineer for because I've, I've been training with you know department of transportations and the federal government designing roads and bridges and tunnels and all that good stuff and surely enough i got a job offer at google incorporated and i looked at my offer letter and it was like. The technology operations team for people ops and that turned into me being in a rotational program at Google incorporated where I had the opportunity to work in everything from um, the contingent workforce program to um, you know being an HR generalist all the way um, through people analytics so I I got a great opportunity to see all facets of um, the people operations and human resources space. And honestly, that's where I fell in love with it, Ryan, where I began to say, man, it's th- this space is so much more than the traditional human resources um if you it was more than paper pushing it was more than um you know just kind of doing the employee relations and, and labor relations and things of that sort um it was actually about how to make people more productive in the workplace and 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 how to create workplace culture that was exciting and appealing to not only attract talent but also retain talent develop talent etc so so that was my first experience with People Operations and how I got to Google Incorporated. So it, it's not just because it was the, the world's largest and number one company to work for at the time, but because of the experience that it gave me. And, and like I said, that that is what has really shaped my career and made me fall in love with, um, with what we now call People Operations.
0: So what year was it when you first joined Google? Because People Ops, I feel like it really kind of started with a lot of forward thinking companies like Google, and now it's getting a lot more traction, a lot more popularity. But- Uh, rolls back. When was that when you first joined? What year?
1: So I joined Google Incorporated in 2011 and I have to give a big shout out to uh, my former boss and um, Senior Vice President Laszlo Bock. Um, He is uh, the author of the book Work Rules um, and he is what we call the godfather of people operations and and people analytics um, because it really did begin the conversation in Silicon Valley around wait we don't do human resources right? Our people are different. Our techies Um, do, do, you know, really cool stuff. So I don't think this is HR, this is people operations. Um, So, so yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that it was started in 2011, but I know that, you know, coming into those early 2000s as the tech boom was happening, um, that conversation was really, really uh, taking off.
0: Well, we'll consider this an open invitation to your former boss. (laughs) Uh, He's the godfather of people ops, like you said. um, So, What was it like working uh, underneath them and uh, and being really one of the first people in one of these roles?
1: So uh, for me, like I said, it was incredibly enlightening. Um, It it gave me a lot of experience and it really shaped how I looked um, at people operations as a whole. At uh, Google Incorporated, we had the belief that in order for our products, our services, and our technology to truly um, infiltrate the world and infiltrate all communities, regardless of race, color, creed, um, sexuality, disability, etc., that we had to um, not only find ways to sell to those people, but more importantly, we had to hire those people. Um, so, So that was the foundation of the conversation in our people operations organization was to hire and retain the world's best talent, regardless of what they look like, regardless of where they come from, regardless of if they have disabilities and whatnot. And then once we get them in, we believe that. If you hire the world's best talent and they all look different and bring different values and different experiences to the table, then we will have a um, perpetual innovative culture where we're always pushing the envelope and saying, okay, let's do it, it, it better, let's do it faster. Um, And I think when you have that type of culture, it's very hard to be complacent and stagnant, right? Um, And and I think that is one of the things that stood out to me about uh, Google Incorporated because diversity and inclusion, let's be very clear, um, it's important and it's an ongoing topic. Um, But I think when you put your money where your mouth is and when you truly align those values with business needs um, is where you begin to see that impact. And that's one of the things that the Lazlo really focused in on was people analytics. Um, and that was around, okay, how are these people contributing to the bottom line? But not just that, um, how are we contributing to these people's lives? How can we get them to be more productive? How can we get them to enjoy what they're doing more? Um, how can we get them to grow with our company? Um, you know, and, and really putting a lot of thought around improving people and their performance and their lifestyle um, as a byproduct of also improving the company's performance um, on the top and bottom line.
0: Yeah, it uh, reminds me, uh, the last episode we reported was with Andrew Weaver, um, he's over at Align Tech, the makers of Invisalign, and uh, he is head of uh, Global Workforce Analytics. I was diving into, you know, he's a people analytics team of one, uh, okay. you know, 10,000 person company. And obviously, you know, Google was really first to say, hey, look, let's start measuring this. Let's get predictive in how we're looking at people, how we're bringing them in, how we're nurturing them, and how we're retaining them for the long haul. So eventually your, your, your tenure at Google ended um, and, you, and you joined uh, uh, Act One. So what was the transition point there? Why did you decide to join uh, your current company?
1: So uh, great question. When I left Google Incorporated, I uh, went back to grad school and I got my MBA in international business. Um, and when I joined the Act One group, I joined as the manager of global operations. Um, and it was quite timely, both for me and the organization, I must say, um, because like I said, for me, I had just finished a degree um, in international business. I had traveled the world. I studied in different places, um, and and really having the opportunity in grad school to um, focus in on that intersection between um, business climate and international culture and how those two things um, impact the other. And um, it was that conversation that I feel like helped me be successful in my first role with the Act One Group because at that time we were at a pivotal point where we were growing very rapidly in the global space. Um, I'm very proud to say that today we um, are operating in 22 countries with brick and mortar in 19, and, and and that footprint continues to grow. Um, so when I joined the company, it was all about focusing in on, okay, what countries do we want to continue to grow in? How can we leverage our infrastructure um, in the United States? How can um, we continue to impact lives, put people to work, and, and help growing organizations around the world find the world's best talent?
0: So I, I love the story of the Act One group. I think it's, it's, just, it's really cool. In my experience before I started to employ us, it was an executive search, and the men I used to work with um, owned a division of Manpower. Um, here in North Carolina, uh, where we 're both originally from, um, yeah. but I think the story of the Aone group is, is really fascinating, and there 's several different brands it as well. So could you just tell the audience a little bit um, just so they 've got some color what 's really Aone group 's story, uh, the timeline, and, and how did it get them to where they are today?
1: Oh, great question. So um, the Aquaon group was founded by Mrs. Janice Bryant Howroy. Uh, she is originally from Tarboro, North Carolina and um, went on to North Carolina a and um, just like I did. She, um, when she finished there, she went out to Los Angeles. And when she went to Los Angeles, she started the company as a one person, one desk, one telephone, and one telephone book at that time, um, type of office. And um, it continued to grow and grow and grow. And today we are um, a multi-billion dollar organization that has um, a a few different verticals across what we call the human capital management landscape. And um, that is inclusive of our flagship staffing brand, which is Apple One. Then we have have uh, um, our flagship workforce uh, solutions company uh, which is called agile one and that workforce solutions um, company is made up of our managed services offerings um, our full suite of proprietary technologies um payrolling services And then our third vertical is our uh, business solutions. And within our business solutions suite, we have our own background checking and credentialing company, which is called Check Global. Um, We have a travel agency. And most recently we launched um, a government solutions division, which enables us to not just partner with um, government agencies at the state, local and federal levels, but it also allows us to partner very strategically um, with for-profit private sector companies who do business with all levels of the government Um, because again you know you have to be in that right place and have the appropriate clearances and and the appropriate um, licenses and and credentials in order to partner with um, various levels of the government um, without going into too much detail there Um, but as you can see we have really built an organization that we like to believe is a one-stop shop for all things um, human capital management you know from the staffing helping you find the talent to helping manage that talent by way of uh, efficient technologies and, and uh, procurement protocols all the way through how you background check them um, and and also how you partner with the government so uh, we're very proud of what we're doing and um, like you said we, we have grown to be quite a large organization. Um, Mrs. Highroyd uh, is very proud to, to own and operate the, the country's largest um, woman and minority-owned business enterprise. Um, so, so that's something we take very seriously. And we continue to give back um, to the communities around us. And um, that's exactly why our tagline is Hiring Made Human." because we believe um, that the human is the epicenter of all things that we do. Um, Many organizations could say, oh, it's about the client, and it's about what the client wants, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality of it is, is is, that our commodity in this space is a human. And those humans have emotions, they have experience, they have, ex- they have stories, um, and, and we have to continue to use them as a platform to not only find them employment opportunity, but to help find their next opportunity. Um, because you know, like I know, Ryan, that today we're seeing some of the lowest unemployment rates in history. Um, But at the same time, we're also seeing some of the highest attrition rates um, because people are moving from job to job more um, fluidly than they were maybe in our parents' generation. Um, And they're doing that not just for base salary anymore. And I think that's what's interesting about this conversation is now it's about benefits. It's about I want to work in a company that has a cool culture. I want to work for a company that is really focused on social responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. And so I just think it is incredibly, incredibly impactful. Um, and for me, I'll say even humbling to, to work in an industry and an organization um, that, that really thrives off of doing the right thing for people at all times.
0: So you get the sense, uh, the act one group, how many employees do you guys have? Just give the audience a sense of scale.
1: So we have about 2,500 globally.
0: Okay, and then uh, uh, the amount of people that you all place, that you all touch, you guys have any sort of metrics or in like top line, total people that you guys are employing in any given single in a year?
1: So um, we do, we, we, we have um, into the hundreds of thousands of uh, temporary associates on assignment each year. When we look at um, the number of W-2s we do per year, um, it gets into the millions. Um, but I think one of our most exciting metrics is that when any company or client calls us, that we can place a candidate within 24 hours um, and, and, and when you talk about driving impact for a person who needs an opportunity and a company who needs to, to, um, to, to fill a role and, and to get a great talent in that space, you know, I don't, I don't think you can get much better than that.
0: Call us on a Monday, start working on Tuesday and have a great week on Friday. I love it. That's right. Um, you know, so I, I always think this is fascinating because, you know, I think when people think about people operations, they're thinking about the Googles of the world. They're thinking about, you know, what, what Unilever is doing, what Google's doing, or, um, you know, what Amazon is doing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, at, at least like, you know, the general public, they're not thinking, how is the staffing firm, how is the recruiting agency, how is this industry that we're a part of um, also putting people first, as you said. Mm-hmm. So what, are, what do you think are some of the ways, you know, specifically that a, a company or, or, you know, even a, an owner of a staffing business in this industry how do you think there should be incorporating people ops, people analytics into their, you know, um, their company, just
1: like how Google's doing it at a much larger scale? Sure. Um, well, the reality of it is, is that you don't have to be an Amazon or a, a Unilever or even a Google, right? Um, in order for you to have a very successful and, and sustainable workplace. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I I think that you can have your own culture. You can kind of create your own lane, if you will. And I think the way to do that is, going back to your very point, is looking at people analytics. If your industry is showing that, you know, the the attrition is high because everyone leaves for just another $2,000 in base salary, um, then, then you may wanna put a, a focus on tweaking your base salary numbers. Or if you look at your internal metrics, um, you know, from your turnover data and your exit interviews, and it's saying um, that, that people are turning over because they didn't see enough development, then you're gonna to want to focus more on training and development and, and ways to help your people understand what it looks like to, to move up and get promoted within that organization. Um, What I'm getting at here is that within your own organization, you have to know what you're good at. You have to know where your areas of opportunity are and and try to find that sweet spot between what makes sense for you to continually um, develop as an organization and make it a great place to work. Um, For our organization within the staffing industry, I think what really sets us apart is that um, we don't always... Focus in on having a lockstep path as much as we do focusing in on um, really having an entrepreneurial workplace that enables people to bring their best self to work and leverage their passions and their purposes um, to, to really make a difference within our organization. Yeah. Now, I know many companies say that, right, Ryan? Like, oh, we're entrepreneurial. Oh, we, we have a we have a, a workplace that enables people to be their own boss. Yeah, you know, but, I think the Act One Group does it. We both know it's not always the case in some companies. <laughs> exactly, um, the, the Act One Group does it very differently because Mrs. Harrod and and um, Mr. Bernie Harrod, her husband, who's also a co-founder, they started this company over 50 years ago um, as entrepreneurs with, you know, unique stories and backgrounds in their own right where they were working to build something powerful not just for um, themselves not even for just for their families but for the people that would ultimately work for them one day and all the people that they they would touch and empower and I can tell you today that as an as an employee of the organization they still empower each person in this company to be entrepreneurial and I think what that means for us is we enable and empower our employees to think for themselves within the realm of our mission our uh our vision our values and say okay what does this mean for you and your career and 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 we want you to build around that um versus saying this is how it's done here you know you fit in or you get out Um, and and i think that makes a big difference as well
0: and how do you feel like you know in your role um you share like one like a specific example just around like how you have felt empowered or something that you've been able to take on that maybe was outside of the traditional job description that you said hey look here's a problem i can solve it or here's an opportunity i'm going to go after it um what was that like
1: so so um in, in my current role um overseeing growth strategy and and also helping our organization grow in the government spaces as well as in the consulting spaces um that that exactly is is how that has empowered me to bring this this new set of eyes and 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 you know this kind of innovative mindset around okay, it's important that we stick with our core values, but have we thought of this or how can we leverage our fifty plus years of um, experience in this space to be a thought leader and to be a, a consulting brand? How can we um, really make sure that we continue to focus on uh, sustain? sustainable growth, um, what unemployment looks like, or no matter what different things look like. So for me, I've had the opportunity to really come up with some cool ideas around how we can continue to drive revenue generation, um, but also leverage what we've already built on without having to, to, to build from the ground up. And, and you know, we're doing any form of growth strategy um, and expansion, um, you know, especially within a privately held organization, it's important that, you know, we always stay focused on what got us to the point where we are today um, and use that as our core to take us to the next level and, and be around for another 54 years.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We've got a couple uh, questions. The audience seems to want everyone to answer. So a couple things here. Uh, what is your favorite HR tech tool?
1: favorite HR tech tool I would say um, well because I'm on this interview I have to say one of our very own which is um, acceleration acceleration is a, um, a platform that we built in-house at the act one group and and I'm not just saying that because we uh, because I work at act one but I'm also saying that because I think it's incredibly powerful when you can provide a software as a service to a client and, and even though to them, they feel like, lo- I'm it, sorry.
0: Get ATS, a VMS, what, what, where
1: does it fit? It? So, so, great question. So, um, Acceleration actually has multiple modules within it. So, within it, it has um, an ATS, it has a BMS, um, it has a payrolling um, module, it also has a statement of work module. Um, and we are also developing it out right now um, so that it is what we call a total talent management system. Um, and, and the reason that's one of the reasons why it's my favorite right now because we have built this technology to enable organizations um, to not just focus on one type of worker right when you think of an ATS you think of direct hire or corporate recruiting when you think of VMS you think about contingent workforce Um, but what we have done is we've built out this robust platform that allows you to work with direct hire um, type of workers contingent workers interns an alumni program. Um, it also has capabilities to um, engage the, the gig economy, um, which is really big right now, um, especially with our millennial generations. And and, and um, it has a portal for um, 1099 and, and ICC workers, et cetera. But, but uh, the reason, like I said, going on a little bit further, the reason why I think it's so powerful and why I love it is because, um, you, you know, not just it, it has capabilities to, to work with all types of workers, um, but because we offer something that is not just off the shelf, out of a box, but we customize um, to anyone's need. And, and I think there are very few um, products in the marketplace that can do that at scale um, and at a good price. So, so that would definitely say acceleration.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. So what is, uh, what's life like outside of work? Uh, you're, it sounds like you're traveling all the time. at some point you got to stop working so what's life
1: outside of work well um outside of work i do enjoy um doing things outdoors so um i'm an avid runner um i enjoy hiking and um i hope that i can also consider cooking on my grill as an outdoor um, activity uh, because that is something that i enjoy doing and um now that i live in los angeles um my wife and i enjoy spending a lot of time out at the beach, um, in the nice weather. So, um, so yeah, I would say all things outdoors. Um, it, it is a lot of fun for me, of course, uh, spending time with family and, and traveling, um, for leisure, um, is always exciting too.
0: That's awesome. And, uh, last question here, what is uh, your company's Glassdoor score right now? And what do you guys think about how do you guys view Glassdoor?
1: Um, I, I think that our Glassdoor score is, um, or something um, like that. Um, I'll be honest, we don't don't look at Glassdoor that much. I think Glassdoor um, is a great site and it has a lot of information and they created um, what I would deem a a nice platform that creates an an ecosystem where people feel comfortable sharing um, about the companies that they work for or about their interview experiences and things of that uh, sort. For us, um, we use that information as, um, as an opportunity for us to continue to improve, but we also have to recognize that it's not the end-all be-all, right? Um, and and I, think, I think every company should look at that. Um, it is, it's it's kind of like the Yelp or you know um, the, the, the Google reviews or the Angie's List um, for that particular sector. So I definitely have to say, I think it's necessary um, in, in our arena because again, it, it puts people under the microscope and I think it just drives us all to be better um, as organizations, uh, as we continue to hire, as we continue to uh, really build robust workforce within our, our workplace.
0: Awesome. All right, Wayne, so uh, how old are you right now?
1: I am 20, I'm 29 years old,
0: 29 years old. Let's cycle it back 20 year old self getting started in the recruiting HR people ops business, uh, today, what advice would you give your 20 year old self?
1: I would give my 20 year old self, um, the advice to not be afraid of knowing slash learning what you don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really important for me because, like I said, I was coming in from a civil engineering background, so I, I knew how to design a culvert that could maintain water flow, and I knew how to design a road that could withstand um, the, 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 the weight of trucks and things like that. Um, but when I got into Google Incorporated, I, I didn't know a whole lot um, about the human resources or people operations space. Um, but I knew that I had a lot of interest in improving process and I've always been a people person. Um, and and I think that that opportunity was truly, was truly the intersection of those two passions. It has turned into a great career for me and it has turned into something, um, that I really enjoy, I would say, all through divine intervention. So um, yeah, definitely don't be afraid of what you don't know. I think sometimes people use that um, as a crutch, or they they say, you know, they are afraid um, to take risk because they just don't know anything about a space. And I I think sometimes that's where the the greatest learning um, occurs in those places.
0: Well, I love that. Don't be afraid of what you don't know. Uh, that really concludes the interview here with Wayne Kimball. He is uh, a graduate of NCANT. and got That's his right. first start as a People Ops Associate at Google, working under the godfather of People Ops himself. Now he's Vice President of uh, Glo- Global Growth Strategy at uh, the
1: Act One Group. We're very excited to have him on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Before oh, it's a pleasure, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me, um, and and I just want to give a, a huge shout out to uh, what you're doing in, in our space, um, employ us and and um, this podcast. You know, I'm incredibly proud to say that that we went to high school together, um, and, and that that you're really um, you know making an impact. So thank you so much for having me. Always happy to partner with you, um, and and for all those watching. Make sure um, you you go check out actonegroup.com and also continue to support my good friend Ryan here uh, at Employ Us.
0: Man, I couldn't think of a better way to end the show. Thanks so much.
1: (laughs) Thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.